At RCR, we're on a mission to revive honest media, to report on critical censored stories, and to hold those in positions of power to account. But to make this happen, RCR needs to grow, and grow fast. For that, we need your support. Our Foundation Members Club is now open. Join us today and play your part in bringing back media you can trust. Learn more at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash members and see how you can join the mission that's making a difference. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So voting closes in midday tomorrow for the Hamilton East Ward seat on the Hamilton City Council. We'll find out why that is vacant right now and why he's standing as we welcome John McDonald, candidate to RCR. Hi, John. Thanks for coming on. Kia Paul. How's it going? I'm good. So, um, okay, voting finishes or closes tomorrow midday. That's not very far away. How, what sort of yeah. position or how does it feel right now for you? Uh, it's going pretty good. The campaigns run smoothly. Um, I'm honestly surprised how much uh, material they were able, willing to put up on the Hamilton City Council website. Oh, wait on. Explain quite... that. Why is that? Why is that? Uh, so they asked for candidate statements this year. They also asked for a 90-second video, which I'll host on the council website, yep. and 100-word answers to a number of questions. So I did all of that. It's fairly challenging to what the council's been doing over the last four years. Okay, yeah. Um, but the electoral staff have been very professional and they've put it all up without any issue. And so, um, yeah. Were, were, you expecting, well. were you expecting there could have been a little bit of resistance to that possibly? Yeah, so I'm not doing any um, attacks on any individuals, named individuals, but I am saying that, you know, the mayor and the CEO should be accountable for what they're doing. Um challenging a lot of council policies and accusing them of wrongdoing and right. um, not being transparent about the side effects and the negative impacts of some of the changes we're making around the city. And so, and the seat, the ward seats uh, come up because what, um, uh, the previous... Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Hamilton, who used to be a councillor, he became the National Party MP All right. for yep. Hamilton East. So he's down in Parliament. So similar to the by-election down in Wellington, you've got a councillor becomes an MP and it leaves a vacant seat. And whoever gets it's going to be in there for one and a half years. Um, yep. so, yeah. So I'm going to ask you about um, where you stand on things in just a moment. And perhaps you'll answer um, that question just by answering this one. Why are you standing? Largely about sort of the 20-minute city agenda that's come through in Hamilton. Now, I sort of clarify with that, but a 20-minute city is generally the sort of carrot part of the carrot and stick equation. It's yep. generally the marketing. It's going to be nice, pleasant environment. People walk and bike and scooter. Um, a lot of sort of incentives for that kind of thing. It's the stick part of it, which isn't often labelled explicitly as a 20-minute city, but the stick part of it when they start putting the number plate recognition cameras in, uh, congestion charge zones, Hamilton City Council is investigating zero emission zones. So if you've heard of the ULEZ in London, the ultra-low emission zones, yep, yep. the bureaucrats here are getting some ambitions to go beyond that and have a zero emission zone. 
Um, right. So. Okay. So um, we we actually looked at um, at the twenty minute city thing in Hamilton last year. Or it would have been probably uh, June, July, because there was a public meeting. Maybe you were, were even attending that to sort of kind of launch the idea. And uh, Yeah, I was actually sort of shoulder tapped for that as a backup speaker. So I have an academic background, yep. so I can quite quickly put together a PowerPoint presentation. So I was tapped as a backup speaker because there were sort of murmurs before that meeting that the councillors were kind of looking at any excuse to pull out, either before the meeting or once they arrived. Yeah. Uh, they weren't very well prepared. No, we heard that. Council staff yep. Yep. didn't get them a presentation. The meeting could have gone a lot better in terms of the MC controlling some of the hecklers and that kind of thing. In the end, Ryan Hamilton and Andrew Bitter stood up, um, so I sort of backed off. It was a meeting for people to talk with councillors, so if two other standing councillors were going to answer questions from the public, that's what it was all about. Um, so yeah, that kind of got me into the deep research into this area, um, and a lot of it's black and white in the council plan, so we've got the Access Hamilton strategy, that was the 2022 version, so there's a lot in there about uh, restricting the amount of non-essential vehicles and the city centre, we've got the zero emission zones and congestion charge zones being investigated at this stage. The number plate, automatic number plate recognition cameras are already going in. Really? That's for yep. safety and crime prevention. Is oh, really? Thing. So okay. Yeah, yeah. So ram raids, vehicle-assisted crimes, we're talking about ram raids, so the police will have a, as I understand it, a real-time readout of all the licence plates going over. Real-time? Real-time, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the last time, if that ever happens, I ever drive through Hamilton. Sorry, you lost me. Uh, it'll be number of, coming to a number of cities. You've heard what they're planning to or proposing in town. I don't think it's quite as a proposal. It's, uh, before they get to a proposal, they're floating the idea and seeing how the public reacts to it. That's uh, well, the public, road. John, you'll, you'll know that the public... Um, on the whole, are completely ignorant, and all they hear, if they hear anything, is is the point you made at the at the the start, is the carrot bit, how convenient it is, and all these things, yeah. you know. And safety is a major word. We've got safety improvements as the standard city council phrase. So this is your raised safety platforms, speed humps, and in-lane bus stops going in um, all over the city. So that's all marketed in terms of a safety improvement. Yeah. I mean, is there any evidence to show that it's unsafe? I always wonder about that. It's easy to say safety and uh, well-being and all of that, but is there, I mean, how many people are being mowed down on crossings every day? We do have a few in Hamilton, um, maybe one or two a year, people getting killed actually in the, on the urban roads. Okay, well, that's sad, but... but um, yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. that. So they, they do run the argument for the safety... Uh, raised safety platforms and the speed hump is you reduce car speed so if there is an accident the chances of injury is lower so that makes sense you've got other situations like in Wellington you've got low speed bus crashes so at CBD Wellington someone gets caught in a bus tragically dies and that's a low speed incident you have young toddlers and things yep people back over them in driveways, so tragic, it's a low-speed thing. Just because of reduced speed doesn't 
eliminate the possibility. Well, you, you, you've got cyclists uh, riding around with kids on the back in city traffic now too, I'm noticing. You might have seen that where you are. Okay, last time I drove through Hamilton, it took ages to get through, by the way, just saying. So um, are people, um, voters, because the turnouts are usually pretty low, are they receptive to your message, John, your, your policies yeah, you, or your you, stance? You, you talk to people, and it's very difficult to find many people who are supportive of, especially the raised safety platforms and the in-lane bus stops. Um, so it'd be 95% people opposed to those, um, just talking to people. Yeah. Um, 16 candidates running in the Waikato Times local paper is just run a thing where 14 out of 16 are opposing in-lane bus stops. It's the... Not just the changes, it's the speed of change. We had a bureaucrat from Waka Kotahi come here um, to try and um, counter some of the local resistance and some of the resistance that's growing in council to these plans. And he was sort of boasting that we're getting 10 years' worth of infrastructure upgrades in two years. So okay. the infrastructure upgrades, they're talking about speed humps and in-lane bus That's because they're so desperate to impose it on the people, right? Before, it's, uh, before they can say no. Clim- this was climate change emergency response funding. So this is oh, ETS okay. money. Yeah. So effectively a lot of that probably coming from people's sort of ETS tax on petrol. And the central government poured a whole lot of that in. So councils were getting 90% central government funding for putting in a speed hump. Um, so so, so that's millions, millions of dollars coming in. So hard to resist. Hard to resist. To, to vote against, yeah, million dollars worth of extra funding um, for a project. And for a million dollars, you get two speed bumps and a uh, yeah. new bus stop and a wider cycle track. It's not a great deal, uh, really. A lot, really, lot of it? money. Yeah, not a great deal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they, so... They, they see it as fee money, so there is there's an appeal for councillors that takes, takes them to grow a bit of spine and courage to vote against a million dollars worth of free money yeah. from the central government, even though it's often very unpopular project. So um, we, and I, I referenced that um, that public meeting last year that we knew about, and uh, I think the feedback there <clears throat> from uh, the chap that we were speaking to, and the name eludes me, uh, he was at the meeting, was that, uh, and I think you just said something like this too, that it seemed that the councillors there were pretty ignorant. They, they, they really didn't know what that concept of 20-minute cities was, apart from it being so convenient. So why do you think, um, particularly Hamilton, you mentioned Tauranga, there'll be others, and the funding, I get the funding, you know, 90% funding. Why do you think there's such an appetite to do this when it's obvious that, you know, surveillance and um, and restricting people's movement and, and all those things are there and you know who ever wants that so I'm curious as to why there's there seems to be an acceptance of it or, or, or the impression that it's accepted yeah so we've got a lot of I think voter apathy and disillusionment with local body politics where people aren't engaged enough for low voter turnout so we generally get about 30% voter turnout in a um, Hamilton full election and by election it gets down to about 20% so getting more people engaged both in voting and also writing into council and letting them know your objections to these projects. Um, petitions yep. take about, I think, 90, potentially 90 days to process, and there's a lot of ways council can reject them. So do a petition, but just be aware it can be um, 
largely ignored by council. Hmm. Uh, so there's that side of things. There's a lot of emphasis that goes on marketing, so that's one of the things I'm challenging council on in my campaign is these cartoon-heavy marketing brochures they put out. Uh, um, so yep. for these upgrade projects, I've got one, and it's about a third cartoon in terms of page space, you know, happy people on scooters and bikes and buses. <laughs> yeah, I've seen bus, that. Bus stop with a solar panel on it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's very low on objective technical information. So it's all about like the, persuasion. It's all about sort yeah, of nudging. Yeah, persuasion, and that's one of my general issues with international and national politics as well. I think there's too much PR, people, marketing, communications, and uh, spending too much time working out how they're going to sell yeah. something to the public and not enough time working out whether it's actually a good idea to do this. Yeah. Um, and on a range of different issues, um, it seems to be a similar pattern. All right, and just quickly to sum up, um, uh, what sort of response have you had and how confident are you feeling? Because tomorrow's the day. I'm in contender category from sort of feedback on the street. Difficult to tell. There's a lot of candidates running and you're not quite sure what their networks are and um, how they've been campaigning. Yep. Um, but I think it's important to get the vote out. And if people are voting tomorrow morning, go to one of the libraries on the east side. We've got Chartwell Library, Roger Turner Library and Hillcrest Library. And that's where you can get special voting packs if your um, ballots didn't um, arrive in the mail. All right, well, thanks for coming on, John McDonald, candidate for Hamilton East Ward for the City Council. We'll be fascinated to see how you do, and if you do get in, what difference you can make, all right? Thank you for having me. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Thank you for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's 2057, or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.